scary ghosts, creepy serial killers, all things that go bump in the night. Enjoy the view from the open shutters. <laughs> Hi, Creepsters. I'm Barry Marino. I'm Philip Landry. And welcome to another episode of Open Shutters, a creepy podcast. Uh, tonight, later in the show, in our second half, we're going to have a special guest. Her name is Melissa Trumbull. I worked with this lady in the theater, and she's a life coach. And she's written a book called, uh, what's that book called again? Do you remember? The Big Book of Bad Ideas. The, the big book of bad ideas and how to go from, you know, well, to yeah, adulthood. I think you're right. There was a full title. Get the full title. Yeah. You, oh, yeah. Because the, the full title is just really awesome. Yeah, I apologize for that because I, I want to get it right. Yeah. Uh, wait, wait, why is it not coming up? <laughs> I'm, having your, I'm having your issue, Barry. You having my issue? Wait, well, now why am I? Okay. Hold why on. is my throat making that weird noise? It's like, like a squeaky noise. It's called Big Book of Bad Ideas, Adulting from Anxiety to Zero Fucks Given. Yeah, and her, uh, she, she gets a website in the second one, but it's zero, uh, ZVG, ZFG dot uh, living.com or something like that yeah zero fucks given <laughs> so cool. and she, yes and she's also she was one of the actresses in the movie we're going to be discussing later blood feast to all you can eat now we could not find this movie on streaming anywhere that movie i did find it on dvd i found it both the r-rated version and the, the, the regular version which is one I want to see because our rated version and Melissa has a, a pretty brutal death scene in this movie, but she is it's so funny because she's so alive. You know, she's, she's just a great <laughs> big ball of life. But anyway, we'll be talking with her later in the show. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing all right. I mean, I'm getting ready to for my birthday this weekend. Your birthday, that's right. How old are you going to be? You want to tell us? 40 49? Plus 41. 41? Oh, well, that's not bad. That's not bad at all. People lie that age. Say they that age. <laughs> <laughs> you remember Patsy on Absolutely Fabulous? I feel more like 114, though, on my bones. <laughs> But you remember when Patsy on Absolutely Fabulous always insisted she was 42 when she in actuality was like about 50, 55, something like that. Ready for 42. 42 is the meaning of life. So. Yeah, well, it's, it, I always say, you know, the early 40s are the best time of your life because you're old enough to rob the cradle and you're young enough to, to have a sugar daddy. <laughs> you know, so 42 is good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, uh, what you been doing? What's uh, what's going on? Uh, you got your birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Remember your birthday comes somewhere between uh, Thanksgiving and, and, and Halloween. And what you been seeing? Have you been going to the movies? No, I've been here mainly. 
get out a little bit, not a lot. Uh, well, I was, uh, let's see, what have I been doing? I haven't finished American Horror Story or Interview with a Vampire yet. We're still watching The Umbrella Academy. Interview and, with uh, is, uh, it, it, I, I got to reiterate, if you love New Orleans, I really felt like it was a love letter to New Orleans. Well, good, because I, I, I we saw like the first two episodes and then we decided to wait until the whole thing drops so we could watch it, so we could binge it, you know? Anyway, uh, like seven episodes. It's seven strange. episodes. Strange. We haven't even we haven't even finished the House of Dragon yet. Oh come on! No, Lance is stuck on the Umbrella Academy right now. Y'all got to tell Lance to get with the program already. Well, one thing, and we watch the Umbrella Academy. We can see Ellen Page transform into Elliot Page. Yes. <laughs> Even though when she's still Ellen, they have her as yeah. Elliot on the they, credits. Huh? They actually did a great job with hand, like it was really well done in 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 in, in this past season of a umbrella of umbrella academy. Umbrella academy, yeah. What's it with the queen with the um with the weird beard and the drugs and takes his shoes off all the time. Oh, oh Klaus? Klaus. I love him. That's like my favorite. <laughs> he's, he's... Now we in the second season where people are starting to think he's Jesus because of the way he looks. Because he's okay. got the beard and the long hair. You know? <laughs> he's a mystical Jesus. He's a mystical Jesus. So, Last night, we went to see The Estate. It's a comedy, and it is filmed here in New Orleans. And the plot is these greedy nieces and nephews, played by Tony Collette, Anna Ferris, David Duchovny, and Rosemary DeWitt, are trying to get the Aunt Hilda, who's dying and lives in a big mansion in New Orleans, and she's dying, and she's played by Kathleen Turner. <laughs> and they, they are they are fighting to get her money and and Aunt Hilda is just a handful too and she's um you know she's, she's like a, you know Kathleen Turner has played she always plays bitches but she plays them differently I mean from the femme fatale in Body Heat and then the heroine in uh in Romance in the Stone and the bitchy wife in um What's that one? Um, uh, War of the Roses. And then she's a uh, serial mom. She even played V.I. Warchewski, the, uh, the, 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 the novel detective. But uh, this one, she's, she's a bitchy old, grouch, grouchy old uh, aunt that hates everybody. So they're all trying to make her happy so that she'll leave them their money. Now, this is a fun part. American Horror Story fans are going to love this. Aunt Hilda's house is the same house as the Coven House, that house on Jackson Avenue that used to be Sioux Lake College. Uh -huh. That's Aunt Hilda's house. Yes, indeed. So I recommend it. It's about to leave the theater, so that means it'll be on streaming soon. And I know it's going to wind up on either HBO Max or... Um, or, or Hulu or Paramount or one of them, huh? That might even end up on Amazon Prime. 
Amazon. It's going to end up on one of those. So anyway, I recommend it if you want a good laugh. Production company is, if we knew the production company, I could probably tell you generally who it would be. Wait a minute. I had it on my phone and now I can't find my phone. <laughs> oh, here's my phone. Okay. I have, I think I still have it pulled up. Let me see. Yeah. Cause Get depending on who produced it, um, depends on, uh, I don't what service it'll be on. Wait a minute. I think I can get it right now. I can pull it up. It's. In that movie database, it tells. Actually, you know, Wikipedia tells you more sometimes than in that movie database. Where you at, itch? Come on. (laughs) Oh, here it is. Okay. It was released by Signature. Signature oh, Entertainment. That's probably an independent then. Um, so that might that might end up on Amazon Prime, I would think. Or Amazon Prime. Or, um, so who knows? Or Hulu. Or Hulu. Maybe yeah, Hulu. Probably. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Oh, there's a couple of cool... Um, docuseries I've been watching on uh that came out this year and they're on the shutter. The shutter I still didn't watch him one on Shutter the um Eli Roth one. I still watching that today. So I'm watching I wa- I've watched all the way through the four part uh Queer for Fear, which talks about the uh a lot of the queer origins and horror and everything and that was pretty cool. Oh uh, okay watch that one. Yeah, I think I skipped to the second season. I think I feel I fell asleep, which I tend to do sometimes. I didn't fall asleep on the estate, but I did fall asleep on the movie we saw the week before, which was. Let me see if I can find. I I can find by looking at the Amazon. I mean the AMC. Well, I'll tell about the other. Other is the hundred and one scariest moments of all time, like in horror films and stuff. So it's 101 scariest moments. Yeah, you yeah, it's great. Oh, I, that that sounds like fun. That definitely sounds like something I would like. Oh, yeah. oh pray, oh pray for the devil. We yeah, we talked about that last week. We talked about that. Yeah, that was that was kind of eh. anyway. Um, so ah, uh, we got we only got a couple of obits this week, don't we? You got to talk about some for the obits. You got to talk about the big. Big oh news. my God! This is yeah. Here in New Orleans, we have some big, 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 big news. Oh, it's back. Something's coming. Okay, it, not, I don't know. All you people in uh, the different countries that listen to them, you're not going to understand the impact of this. But the, the people from the South will. Uh, from since nineteen since the nineteen twenties. We have had a treat that has turned to uh, turned out to be uniquely New Orleans. It started off as more of a regional thing. And, hey, can I hear you say something, Philip? Yeah, yeah, you can hear me. Oh, okay, yeah, I can hear you. All right, it started off as a regional thing, and then after World War II, all their bakeries closed except New Orleans. But it was a phenomenal in New Orleans. They call you Big's Pies, and they their um, their logo is like this big fat baker hole in the pie. His name's Savory Simon. Well, in 2012, they had, well, before that, before I get to that part, uh, they, they the, the, fa- the two standard fa- flavors are what? Apple and lemon, right? Yes. 
But then there's also banana, which I think is seasonal. Blueberry is seasonal. With pineapple, my mom used to get us pineapple when I was a kid. I used to like <laughs> coconut. And there's co- coconut. And there's strawberry is good, too. Don't do the chocolate, though. I didn't care for the chocolate. I had some issues with the chocolate. I didn't like the chocolate. I didn't care for the chocolate. I didn't care for it too much. Now, um, what they are, originally, when I was, when I was a kid, they also baked big pies, and their custard pie was to die for. But they also had the apple pie and the lemon pie and the blueberry pie. And didn't they have a strawberry pie, too? And a peach Thanks. pie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have peach. and So they had two different types of pie. One of them was a fried pie, which was glazed in sugar. Yeah. Really great for diabetics. And the other one was a little round pie and a little tin. But it, it didn't have the sugar coating. It just had the filling. That eventually they eased out the little round pies. I kind of hope they bring them back, and I hope they bring back the custard pies and the big. That's pies. What we're talking about the custard pie. The custard pie was a staple in New Orleans homes on Thanksgiving. Facebook has went wild, like the New Orleans different Facebook people have went wild over the Hootsie pies coming back. Okay, I've been reading the comments; it's on fire. Okay, the and the comments. haters are, and now the haters are coming out too. Oh, the haters are coming out too. Oh Lord, one um, what is this? One of uh, oh, but I the rap machine, the rapper machine fucked up. Was it today or yesterday? And everybody was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, they they get to get it together with that rapper machine. They need. Oh, to get it- they, I, I haven't had one yet because they're like they're like the Popeyes chicken sandwiches. They're gonna sell out immediately. <laughs> And it's going to be about a month before we actually can get one. You got people going to get in the whole fucking box. It's like going to drop. Like, uh, Rouse has said they're supposed to carry it. I'm hoping when Dixie will carry it. They said some when Dixie's had it in the New Orleans. But, uh, yeah. And uh, supposedly Zapardos and Dorniacs are supposed to get them too. Your local stores. I remember Walmart used to have an entire wall of them. You remember that? It was on the end. It was an end cap, and it was all Ubix pies. Always to get it from the convenience store or the you know the local neighborhood store. That's where I like to get it from. Well, my mom, when we were we were moving from Chalmette to Eastern Gentilly, when I was about nine years old, and we stopped. You know, the, the movers came and picked up. Back then, you could afford to hire movers. You didn't have to. You didn't have to rent a U-Haul and do it yourself, like we do today. But you used to actually hire the moving company and they would come in and they would take everything out your old house and put it all in your new house. So we were moving from one place. We were moving from Shelmet to Eastern Gentilly area, which was about five miles. And on the way, we stopped at this little convenience store and she got us each a, a, a pineapple pie and a big shot pineapple drink. Big shot, yeah. Now, can you get more? And that people who aren't from New Orleans aren't going to understand the significance of that. But those of us that have come from New Orleans know that that was the ultimate New Orleans treat for children. Mm-hmm. And she said that when she was a little girl, that's what she would always run to the corner store and get one of those. So she wanted us to enjoy what she enjoyed as a child. So we're still waiting for those you big pies to come back. I don't know. I'm not really supposed to have them. Me neither. 
my A1C was 11. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, you need to probably avoid it. Right I, can, I cannot go to either the Jumbo Buffet or uh, a New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood Company without having the soft serve ice cream. They have the best. It's, it's almost as good as Dairy Queen. Oh, God. <laughs> so we ate a New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood last night, and I had to get the ice cream. Because you couldn't uh, stop. You just couldn't. I can't. I can't. So you know that maybe I have to avoid those places. Well, Ugh, I've been eating a lot of oatmeal. More oatmeal than I ever wanted to eat in my life. <laughs> but it- I've learned. I, I got the plain oatmeal, and I put. Uh, you know, I, it's got to have some kind of sweetness. Like I'm not putting sugar on it. And I certainly ain't putting uh, saccharin. I'm not putting stevia on it. I put the, I put Splenda, which is not as bad as as uh, what's that aspartate? Aspartame. Uh, there's a new one I really like, which is uh, the stevia monk fruit blend in little packets called Whole oh, Earth. Really good. That might be good because monk fruit's pretty good. I don't like stevia. And to me, it tastes just like saccharin. No, 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 but the whole earth has a combo of monkfruit stevia, and it's way better than just stevia by itself. It's way better. So try that, and that's yoke. Okay, I'm going to try that next time. I'm going to see if I can pick some up at the grocery store. I guess they sell it at the grocery store, huh? They usually Walmart, I found it at. Walmart? Okay. Next it's time the- I go to Walmart, I'll get it. Whole earth, called whole earth, and it comes in little sweetener packets and stuff, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, and um, yeah, I, I, you know, they're all concerned because there's a little fat in my liver and my triglycerides are high. And so uh, all this, what you call it, how you say that? <laughs> Correct me on that. I don't know how to say triglycerides. No. What is that? It is tri- tri- now you got me, I can't even say it. Triglycerides is the Cause I, Triglycerides, okay. I like your name, tricrystallize. They're crystallized. Tricrystallize, yeah. I sound like my dad mispronouncing everything, you know, doggy dog world. Yep. <laughs> uh, so, Santa, do you have obits for us, though? Today? Yeah, we only got, we, we had a light death week. We only got two. Why isn't, why isn't Camilla dying yet? Let me see. Oh, <laughs> all right now. All right. Now, to all you Camilla fans and to Camilla's kids, I'm sorry. All right. First one is a rock and roll legend, Jerry Lee Lewis. He was a rock and roll trailblazer and piano <clears throat> virtuoso who electrified audiences with his racist freewheeling performances, but attracted scandal when he married his 13-year-old cousin. He was 87 years old. And I remember hearing about it. I was hearing about him marrying his 13-year-old cousin. 20 years later, 30 years later, people were still talking about that was such a scandal in the 50s. Oh, yeah. Let me see what year that was. Um, So um, he was from Faraday, Louisiana, the same as is it Merle Haggard, Uh, um, Waylon Jennings. And Jimmy Swaggart, huh? Oh, Jim, Jim's in the background saying Jimmy Swagger. I know about Jimmy Swaggered. Yeah, the airline high, the airline high pimp himself. The <laughs> Faraday, yeah. 
Faraday, where else is, uh, who else was from Faraday? Let me see. I love Google and stuff while I'm doing a show. <laughs> okay. Oh, hell, I got to put the thing in. It won't let me use my thumb. Here we go. Faraday, Louisiana. I'm using Google Lady. There you go. Concordia Parish, which borders the Mississippi River. Oh, no. Yes, 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 yes. We know that. I just want to see the notable people from there. Oh, oh, there's more than just those three. There's uh, Howard K. Smith, the CBS and ABC commentator. Uh, who's Dale Houston, whose single, I'm Leaving It All Up to You, reached number one. Mickey Gilly. Oh, Mickey Gilly. That's the one I was thinking of. And uh, Jimmy Swaggart and Jerry Lee Lewis. Also, yep. Andy Anders, political and farm equipment salesman and former state representative for uh, Concordia Parish, uh, Campbell Brown, NBC and CNN news correspondent, uh, Brenham C. Brothers, Carruthers, a state senator, Mickey Gilly, Dale Houston, Jerry Lee Lewis, and Jimmy Lee Swaggett who was involved in sex scandals in the late 80s and early 90s and we revealed, but he never left his ministries. Hopefully he'll leave the earth soon. That's just my humble opinion. <laughs> Zawagat ain't exactly my favorite person. All righty, so rest in peace, Jerry Lee Lewis. All right, now we have... Well, it's kind of sad, but not unexpected. This is a very young man. He's only 34 years old. Aaron Carter, and he's the younger brother of Nick Carter from the Backstreet Boys. He, uh, he died November 5th. He was found in his bathtub, dead in his bathtub. Yeah. He, uh, he had died the same manner. Now, uh, there's still um, a little bit. It's still kind of open. Some different people saying some things. They've been investigating it as a homicide. And there's also, um, also uh, his family says it was accidental. Well, they, well, well, the homicide is investigating, but they're not sure what it is yet. Suicide is a homicide. What's going on? What happened? Kind of, they don't know. But anyhow, they did say what was interesting was just days before he was like three days before he was pulled over and because somebody thought he was driving while under the influence or something. Oh, yeah. Or something was going on. And then also around the same time, not, not, not recently, there was um, some of the fans were saying that it looked as if he was really being like taking drugs or using drugs or being drugged out on his Instagram live. So uh, there's some weird events leading up to this. Well, he he's I got to say this. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not the one to be I don't want to be judging anybody or anything. But this boy was a mess for a long time since uh, since he was a teenager. Well, and they been, really should have got him help. Like they really should have got him help when the fans for everything he had to like his life could have been saved those few days before somebody dropped yeah off. i remember um oh god don't, I, I gotta make a memory this is because it's so ironic there was a little girl and i don't know if it was kmart uh kmart or walmart i think it was kmart 
and she was looking for albums and her little daughter looked like she was about 14 wanted to buy i think it was guns and roses and she was trying to talk her into aaron carter instead oh gosh and i'm thinking you know aaron carter is more fucked up than any of those guns and roses people <laughs> well, but he was wholes he was considered wholesome at the time you see and I right. on, why don't you buy this aaron carter instead of that you don't want that i don't even you can't even understand what they're singing buy this one instead because aaron was squeaky clean at that time you know he was a little kid but uh, boy, oh boy, did he make up for it later? Yeah. <laughs> boy, Trent. did he have a dark side. I remember the um, the uh, reality show the Carter family had, the House of Carter or something, and it was him and the sisters and Nick. Yeah. And Aaron was always strung out on drugs. He was only, I mean, at this time he was about sixteen when the show was on. 17, I think. And it and he was already starting to look haggard. I mean, this boy was 34 years old and he looked like he was he looked like a 50 year old crackhead. Then he went through that porn thing. You remember that? Oh God. It was he 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 was doing um masturbation videos on OnlyFans. He had he did that and he, and he um and then he came out as bisexual. Then he tried to say he wasn't really bisexual. I don't know. <laughs> he couldn't. He couldn't figure out what was going on. But anyway, poor boy. It's just sad. Anyway, it doesn't matter, you know. And uh, anybody out there? Let me get. I'm gonna uh, let me find a phone number for uh, hotline for drug abuse. Drug, drug abuse hotline. Did you hear the Google lady? I'll repeat it anyway. Okay. Uh, I wish she would shut up. All right, that's enough. Okay, it's SAMHSA National Helpline. It's a confidential free health from public health agencies to find substance treatment and information in your area. The number is 1-800-662-4357 to find a treatment center near you. So anyone out there, if you, you know, you're involved in drugs and you find that you have a problem and that you have a problem stopping, if you know someone who is involved with drugs, a loved one, family member, a friend, and you're afraid that they, you know, you think they need some help, that is the number to call. I'm going to repeat it one more time. 1-800-662-4357. And rest in peace, Aaron Carter. Peace. Uh, yeah, you weren't on this earth long enough. I really wish you would have been able to get cleaned up and maybe have a comeback in your career or something. You know? I'm just really tired of drugs taking all the talented people and, you know. And why doesn't it take the people it should take, you know, really? 
<laughs> seriously. But anyway, we won't get into that. All right. What time is it, Philip? You know what time it is. It's horoscope time. It's horoscope time. It's horoscope time. Philip is so sublime. It's horoscope time. We definitely have to get this recorded so we can play it every time you you do the horoscopes and I don't have to sing it anymore. This week, this episode, I decided that all the signs are going to take a little journey in the woods. Into the woods. Into the woods. So the grandmother's house we go. Yeah. So this is like maybe a mystical forest or enchanted woods. Or maybe it's just the woods in your backyard, basically where I live. In Saint Over Frank. the river and through the woods, right? <laughs> yes. But every sign is going to face danger in the woods. And what signs don't face danger in your horoscopes? Exactly. They face danger <laughs> every week. The danger can be fatal. So it's usually fatal. <laughs> so let's. Oh my gosh, my cat is doing something crazy. Okay, he, he's attacking the blinds right now. Okay, <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, that's what startled me. Anyhow, Aries, we'll start out with Aries. Y'all have to be careful coming face to face with a unicorn that'll just skewer you right through the guts. A unicorn. Unicorns aren't supposed to skew people through their guts. Wait, wait. Do you remember the movie Cabin in the Woods with the unicorn? They had all the different like things and that's that? funny. I was I was just watching the Eli Roth uh, episode about that one. Which cabin in the woods? The one, the older one with Cheryl Ladd's daughter, or the latest one? The latest. I guess it'd be the latest one. Yeah. The first one was in uh, tw- uh, two thousand two. Was the first one. No, no, this one was a little later. Uh, this is the one they had all the different ways, uh, the different horror things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was unicorn. He gets cured by a unicorn. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> good Lord. That Aries has to face in the, in the woods. Our next sign, which is actually the sign of our guests uh, later in the episode, Melissa Trumbull, is Taurus. Oh, and what are you going to do to pull Melissa? They really got to look out for the big, bad wolf. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, she's going to love hearing that. <laughs> she better watch as she takes Hello Basket to Grandma's house. The big, bad <laughs> somewhere along the way. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is this a way we treat our guest? <laughs> oh, good we treat all the signs this way you know well we have some guests that deserve to be treated like that a couple of guests that we have turned out to really have deserved to be treated that way and worse okay you must be thinking about somebody that's the next sign too gemini Mm, so come see come saw not not so much as the one that's virgo oh the two Virgos, actually. Ah, okay. <laughs> well, actually, but there's one Virgo we do like. So, well, so. Well, one of them already. <laughs> one out of one three. of them's already gone to their reward. One out of three. But, oh, there's actually four. Yeah, there's four Virgos. That have been I would. I would love to know. I, I mean, I, I would hope that person went to their reward because 
I would love, if not, I would love to know where those ashes in my dining room came from. Uh oh, well, they came from the other side. <laughs> Maybe so. Maybe so. Yeah, but Jim and I, <laughs> Jim and I, has to beware of a dark mage, a sorcerer, who's going to trap in an alternate dimension on the oh. end of the world. Yeah. Oh, is there enough room in the woods for this particular Gemini I'm thinking of? Oh, I mean, okay, well, I guess the Dark Mage will have to work some serious magic then to make sure. It's going to have to you kind of stretch a little bit. Yeah. Physically. Exactly. <laughs> oh, we need to behave. <laughs> we no, don't. we don't. We wouldn't get any listeners if we, did, if we behave. Exactly. Talking about misbehaving, we got cancer next. Oh, <laughs> my. Okay, that's me. You're going to be lured and whisked away deep into the woods by the nymphs. What the fuck is a nymph? A nymph. Oh, a nymph. I thought you said nymph. I was going, what the freak is that? I know, is that some kind of horoscope thing or something? Nymphs on the nymphs, okay? <laughs> oh, the nymphs. Are they twinkie nymphs? They twink nymphs, I guess, you know? Probably so. Probably so. And they're going to yeah. take, you, take you down deep in the woods and you're never going to return. Little little thin bodies with not much of an ass and much of the other part. <laughs> Talk but about they, that, that they never that they never use. <laughs> <laughs> maybe talk about not returning. Let's talk about Leo. That's that's okay. Uh, that's also Rob. They have to worry. Yes, they probably got to worry about one of the most serious things in the woods. The witch that actually lives in the woods. The witch in the woods. <laughs> oh, I know who that witch is. That witch still- lives. That witch lives here. <laughs> Need I say more? <laughs> yeah. Yes, indeed. Curtis probably is wants to become the witch in the wood though probably well curtis would love to cast a spell on, on this witch too so actually on the other leo too i think sometimes curtis wants to cast a spell god knows i do indeed well next we got virgo we're talking about all those virgos mm-hmm. yep worry about they have to worry in the woods about all those spiders and their webs they don't like spiders and snakes. They're gonna get caught in a web. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can. I I, I want to see that. I hope they video it and <laughs> like show it on national television. With a big I mean, old spider too. Yeah. Yeah, with Betty Davis playing in the background. You no, know, in the <laughs> Watcher in the Woods, casting her little spell. Oh God, Watcher in the Woods. Yes, I can't believe running. Yes, <laughs> Betty Davis. I remember that. <laughs> That was my first, okay. That is my first childhood memory of Betty Davis before any of is watching the woods and like she's looking old and the eyes have like kind of bugged out and she just looks scary as hell in that. Well, movie. we have this in common. We both had scary our first uh, <laughs> memories of Betty Davis was scary because you know what my first thing I saw Betty Davis in was Hush Hush Sweet Charlotte. Yeah. At the drive-in movie, 
when that man got his hand chopped off and I was only, I was like in the second grade and my brothers were still, I mean, not even in kindergarten, but they talked about it. They thought it was so cool the way that man's hand got chopped off in the beginning of that movie. And then she show up in all that blood and then that head, that head rolling down the stairs and Joseph Cotton supposing to be dead to help, offering to help her up with all the stuff all over him and everything that scared the hell out of me when i was in second grade so now now you've got me imagining that the virgos are going to be attacked by a spider that has the voice of betty davis that's perfect that would be perfect all eight eyes or how many eyes are going to be the eyes of betty davis yes yes well i have a second maybe a second spider will come along and be the voice of joan crawford saying no more wire hangers Oh, that would be that would be too much. I tell you about the Betty Davis prank phone call I made one time, huh? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I called that lady uh, and she says, uh, I said, May I speak to Miss Betty Davis? I looked up her number in a phone book and she said, This is Miss Davis. I said, uh, oh Miss Davis, I have seen all your movies. I just got through watching this one. I, I, you are my favorite, my favorite. And she still laughs. She goes, oh, you must think I'm the movie star, Betty Davis. I said, well, you are, aren't you? She said, no. I said, oh, I don't want to talk to you. So I hung up. (laughs) So about 10 minutes later, she answers the phone. Hello. I said, you wouldn't happen to have Joan Crawford's phone number, would you? (laughs) (laughs) I love that story. I'm going to tell all right, we gotta continue on with the horoscopes. I've already gone on one tangent. Yeah. Next, Mama, the Libra. Libra. Oh, Libra! Libras need to be aware of the trees themselves. Why is that? What's going to happen to the trees? The trees might reach out and grab a Libra. Oh, like the Wizard of Oz trees, or like those dead trees the- right by um. Limbs to tear the Libra limb from limb. There you go. Oh. And they probably look like those trees right by the Bonnie Carey spit. What? You know, all those dead trees that died in Katrina. Mm-hmm. All gnarly. That, bo- that old black uh, uh, forest. It probably looks like somewhere people would go to commit suicide. That or do unspeakable things. Yeah. yeah. Well, talking about oh. unspeakable things. My next sign is Scorpio and all my fellow Scorpios. Happy birthday, bitches. Y'all basically are just need to, I say watch out, but it's probably going to be your own fault for opening a portal to hell. Uh, Who's doing this? Scorpio. You you know, they're probably going to open it themselves. They're probably going to You you are opening a a portal to hell? Probably so. We, mm. we wake up as a portal to hell. Okay. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. At least, it, hey, at least we can have a good time with the devil. That's all I'm saying. Yes. Party in hell. Mm. Talking about party in hell. Let's talk about Sagittarius. Oh man, he's right here listed, isn't he? He is. He's right he's here. Hear, he's gonna hear everything that's gonna you're gonna have happening to him. He, I didn't hear half of those things you have happening to him. So Sagittarius is all, all them Sagittarius is out there need to be aware of one of the most classic uh, fairy tale dangers. Quicksand. Oh my God. The quicksand, quicksand. is going to suck them up. 
Suck me. Oh. 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 I, quicksand scares the hell out of me. I wanted to. They had that in so many movies, girl. Tarzan always wound up in quicksand some kind of way, and Cheetah would pull him out. Yeah, they always. Jane would be going, oh, oh, Tarzan, Tarzan. And Peter would pull him right out that quicksand like a good little chimp. <laughs> yeah, we just saw the, um, the, um, the uh, Umbrella Academy. One, one of the episodes we just saw was when that the, the old man chimp gets thrown into the deer antlers. Oh, you know, the yeah. butler. It's a yeah. chimp. So we're probably now going to learn how he became from a regular chimp to like a talking intelligent creature, right? They're going to teach show us that. Yeah, I won't say much. I'll let y'all watch okay. it. You're going to give us a you don't want to we'll give any spoilers. Spoil. Um, we'll, we'll, next is Lance Capricorn. Mm -hmm. There, of course, Lance probably wouldn't see this as a danger, but he'd probably get eaten alive because of being stupid about it. Mm -hmm. Basically. Horns are just seeking out, walking right up into the bear cave. Uh, well, I always knew bears would be that boy's demise. Yep, he'll be eaten alive. Trying to probably cuddle with, like, oh, give me a hug. And he goes, oh, oh. like, DiCaprio got shredded up in, in the fucking revenant. Yeah, he probably probably grabbed the poor bear's butt, and the bear would probably get pissed. Mm -hmm. mm, and they and they swallow Lance all in one gulp. It's called sexual harassment, Lance. If you're not, if it's not solicited, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> hug this one. Hug that one. I gotta tell him. Uh, sometimes I gotta tell him. And now that he's management, he really has to be careful with that. Manager, me too, and Lance's amorous behavior do not mix. Right. <laughs> so all you Capricorns, y'all have fun in the bear cave, okay? The bear Clue cave. Hmm? Next, we got yes. Aquarius. What's going to happen to poor Aquarius? Oh, Aquarius needs to watch whether they're crossing the bridge on the river or whether they also are going by the cave because guess what's going to get them in the woods? Trolls. What? Including oh. trolls. The internet is going to get Aquarius. Oh, trolls. Those trolls that come on the internet and find people that don't agree with them politically and try to store up trouble in the, in the, um, in the conversation. Troll in the, in the forest, or it could be a live internet troll. Yeah. That's why I don't allow any political talk at all about classic cars group. It's supposed to be there for fun. It's supposed to be there for getting away from stuff. If they want to talk about the political stuff, there's other groups that they can talk about today. But not in my group, because I, I will I will immediately delete them and throw them out of the group if they start anything like that. Yo. And that's the night the lights went out in Georgia. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, before the lights go out anywhere, including Georgia, uh, we, we have Pisces, last but not least, Pisces. Oh. Need to not talk to the seemingly friendly ghost. However, for Pisces, it's like it's not like just simply Casper. They think they're just talking to, oh, who's this random nice person in the woods? And then 
all of a sudden they make friends with a ghost that's really not that friendly. Oh. Pisces are bad about that. They'll make friends with any any kind of dead dead entity. Oh, I I, I would hope that. I always wondered if Casper was really friendly, if he was just trying to fool people. You know, there was there's a really disturbing Casper cartoon when he comes, he gets this pet fox, and he's playing <laughs> with the fox, and the fox gets run over by a truck and dies. And he's crying, and then the ghost of the fox comes to him. So they're together forever. And I thought, as a little kid, that scared me. I hated that cartoon. It's not the kind of thing you show to a little kid. So anyway, that is it. And no, no more torture to people. Y'all have a fun journey in the woods. Hopefully, you make it out alive. Most of you probably won't, but good deal anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess it's time for our little break, isn't it? Are we going to take a short break? And we're going to come back with Melissa Trumbull, the author of what the book, Big Book of Bad Ideas and going adulting oh, to... Wait, wait. Hold on. I got it for you. Let me, wait, hold on. Where is it at? Where is it at? These hold long me. titles, I swear. This title, though. Wait, hold on. Big Book of Bad Ideas adulting from anxiety to zero fucks given and um it is available on kindle because i have it on kindle and i'm sure it's available at barnes and noble and i spoke to melissa earlier and she said she's in the process of taping one for audible too so i'm excited about that because i love audible uh, audible has been my friend in the last five years or so i've been doing more audio books than reading Although I want to get back to reading. When I went to vote yesterday, we voted at the library. And I saw the library and I said, you know, I really miss books. I want to start reading some more. All righty. We will. We shall return shortly with our lovely guest, Miss Melissa Trumbo. Bourbon. Sorry. Hi. Go uh, creeps, we are back, and guess what? We have a fantastic guest tonight. Ooh. I know this lady since how long 1993, 94, not like that. possible. Certainly, we were only embryos at that point. No, we were in a show called Tony and Tina's Wedding, mm -hmm. and I played the videographer who's mad at the bride because because the, the, the bride's brothers oh, it's all complicated and nonsense. The bride's pony, I was the maid of honor. And I was Rick DeMarco, the gay for, oh, videographer. And I kept on videotaping poor Danon's butt. <laughs> I was trying to get even with the family. And I had some like really risque jokes. I had one of them like, uh, we were talking about the mortal sin. And I was talking about my boyfriend, Joey. And I said, you know, Sister Anna Maria Albagetti said in the fifth grade that if you die with a mortal sin, you're going to go to hell. And when you go to hell, a part that you committed to sin with is going to be the one that's going to suffer the most. And yeah. I, told, I would tell people, I'd say, that means Joey's never going to be able to sit down in hell. <laughs> <laughs> and then one of them said, and you will? I said, oh, sure, but I'll have a hell of a time peeing. <laughs> <laughs> and Sandy made me take that joke out. She said it was too dirty. Well, how many of the matinee uh, dinner theater attendees 
uh, actually got that joke. I think you could have left it and they just never would have known what you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, well, most of them were in wheelchairs and were older than I am now. <laughs> so, really? So, so I, yeah. what you're saying is we're the picture of health. That is what I'm hearing. I'm hope hopefully. I, I do have diabetes and high blood pressure and uh, the beginning of glaucoma, but all of that's being treated with medication. I'm glad it's being treated, but could you please going forward, call it the diabetes? The diabetes? I can't yes. just call it type two. Then they don't know what it is. <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> anyway, I had some questions for you. All right, uh, we can, I, I don't know if I want to start with, you did a movie in the early 2000s. Yes. which was a sequel to one of my favorite bad horror films. And I, I can't find the movie on, on Roku anywhere, even on YouTube, but I did find some reviews of it. Uh, one, one, uh, one reviewer called your character the king of the bitches from hell. Bonjour. And I remember that. I remember I was going like, my God, I didn't know she could be so mean. Oh, like, bruh, you knew I killer. could be that mean. You knew it. But now listen, my favorite review was when uh, someone said, I don't know how a woman can stand wearing that much makeup. Wow. I guess they never, <laughs> they never saw a drag queen before. Any man, anybody can stand wearing exactly. that much Exactly. This was probably some like Chad up in New Hampshire or something. I don't know. That yeah, was that's what it was. Drag race. So yeah. <laughs> oh, I went, um, I went, I, sometimes I lift drive and Phil got a little bit PO'd about this one. I was talking to one of the um one one of the passengers said, I know your voice from somewhere. He said, I said, really? They said, yeah. I said, well, I was in a theater for years. Maybe you know it from there. He goes, Well, no, it's um, it sounds like you're on the radio or something. I said, Oh, yeah, I got a podcast. He goes, Oh, yeah, you do that creepy podcast, the one where that screaming queen does horoscopes. That's <laughs> <told, laughs> Love I it. that and he was like, oh, I don't think I'm a screaming queen. I said, no, uh, you don't I scream am. that much. What did you think you are? <laughs> like sedate and monotone? I mean, come on. No, no, no. no. <laughs> you ought to see him in the movie theater. He screams back at the screen. Or you ought to see him watching RuPaul's Drag Race. As one does. <laughs> anyway, um, I, okay, I remember, um, okay, you wrote a book. Yes. And, with, yes. and the title of that book is The Book of Bad Choices. Oh, darling. No, it's The Big Book of Bad Ideas. Oh, The Big adulting. Book of Bad Ideas. Right. Adulting from anxiety to zero fucks given. And it's oh. all about, like, don't give yourself away, right? I was raised as a Southern woman, sugar. So naturally, I was like, oh, that's cool. I'm worthless. So I'll just, like, help everybody else be better and just do that for nothing and trample myself into dust. That's called codependency. Well, it's called get a grip on your damn self and your upbringing, which I finally did. And my whole point with the book and with, you know, everything I do now, the coaching and the speaking is to help people, I don't know, dodge several decades of fuckery and shenanigans. How about that? You know, you know something like, don't do I what I did. This sounds so cold, but sometimes things get better for, for us when our parents die. I bet <laughs> What was that, Philip? Well, yeah, it, yeah. We, we, you start talking and then you die. So do it. Say it again. I said that makes sense. Oh, yes. okay. Oh, well, I was for that one part. 
<laughs> right, it can. And then also, it, it, there's so many facets to it. I mean, because- I'm, re I'm remembering something when I was working with you on a show when your mom got sick. Right. And you had said, you found out your mom had cancer. And you said, in about 20 years, there's going to be either two scenarios. This is a show you had wisdom for a 25-year-old girl. It's either going to be mom, dad, and I looking back and saying, that was really a bad year. Or it's going to be either dad and I looking back and saying, that's a bit really, that was really a bad year because mom's dead. And I read your book and I found out that your mom did pass, right? Yes, she did. Yeah. Yeah, I lost mine in 2014. You remember her? Didn't she come to Vaguely. the Vaguely. Darling, there was a lot of alcohol flowing as we did. The oh, theater, yes. The purple you know? dragons. I remember those. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry for your loss. It's, you know, it's interesting when a parent passes away. I feel like that's, it galvanized me somehow. Yeah. It really it made me be myself. Then you know you're an adult. You can't, you can't, you, you lose a comfort zone that you're never going to have again. Like, you know, I always like, oh, I could always move back my mom if this relationship doesn't work out. Oh, now I, I can't like do that. I got to make the relationship work. <laughs> you had a different relationship with your parents than I did. It was no comfort zone involved, but I, 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 it, I, it I got that from you. your book. I got that from your book. And where is your dad now? He has also passed. Oh, he's passed too. Yeah, both of mine are gone. My dad, I realized what a pain in the ass he was after he passed. And I hope my brothers aren't listening because they'll kill me if they hear me say that. But anyway, um, I, uh, I what, what led you into this path? Um, so I have always known that I had a lot to share and I've always loved helping people. And so if by this path, you mean writing books and doing coaching writing books and life coaching and, and, and just taking the soul searching to making yourself a more healthy person. I knew I could do all better. of that. Yeah. I just knew it. I, I knew that other people were not smarter, more insightful, like they were the same sequences of DNA and they were doing it. Right. And I recognize that I might have a petite bit more baggage than most, but <laughs> You know, if you can process one thing, you can process a gazillion. So I just kept hammering at it. You know, now, I just knew I, am, I knew it could be better. I am looking at you right now, and I'm really pretty much still seeing the girl that was in Tony and Tina's wedding, uh, what almost thirty years ago. How old are you now? <laughs> Fifty. I was. I always have to do the math. Fifty-three, of course. Fifty. Yeah. And I'm. Yep. I'm sixty-five. I just got Medicare. <laughs> Good for you. I'm still having to pay out the yin yang for my insurance. So, you know, I, know. I don't have to pay out of the yin yang anymore. I've had to pay out of the yin yang the last 45 years. Now exactly. I get to sit back and relax. Good for uh, you. Well, I'm going to tell you, you look amazing. Thank you. You look, you look, you still look like you did back then. Well, other than the glasses, and you're a little thinner. Yes. I think you're a yes. little thinner than you were back then. Yeah. Oh, Barry, I have lost a hundred pounds in the last five years. Oh. Yeah, I was I got I got a little thick. And uh <laughs> I am a I, little thick now. I've gained a I've gained weight. I lost weight right after you know that. I went, oh, uh -huh. I lost weight and I kept it off. And then Katrina did some kind of thing with my uh Distress. metabolism. Oh, well, you, yeah, well, you, oh God, I could write a book about my Katrina experience. I was in a Superdome and everything. 
Oh, honey. I, you know what? I had left the, like several days before Katrina to come up to the DC area. I had a sister in Maryland, a sister in Virginia. And so I joke now, right. After a lot of therapy (laughs) uh, that I pre-evacuated because I was up here visiting my sisters and Hurricane Katrina happened. And it was like, well, puff, puff, give, you're not going back to Louisiana any damn time soon. Yeah, that's true. And I, um, I had, well, my dad, I lived in the lower ninth floor, the Holy Cross section, mm-hmm. and he refused to leave. He said, because I, I lived in a half double. He said, my house didn't flood for Betsy, and it's not going to flood now. So I right. said, okay, this sounds like famous last word. So my partner at the time, and I stayed with him, and yes, the house did flood. We wound up, we wound up, uh, trapped in the attic for like three days and then we were we were dumped in the superdome and oh, then uh they this but tell me how much sense this makes they bust us to dallas and then flew us to baton rouge they talk about government waste that was a big waste that doesn't so we make got any baton sense rouge at all was totally unacceptable so fred my partner and i decided to go to new jersey where his mom was living oh, okay and hurricane katrina started what i call my 10 years of hell because when oh, we got honey. up there, we still we went we we went, we were enjoying New Jersey and everything. I was enjoying seeing seasons and snow and stuff like that. And sure. his mom died when she was eighty five, so we were there six months when she died. So he decided to sell the house and we come back down here because we missed all our friends and everything. Sure. And I missed my family, but my family had already relocated to Baton Rouge. Coming here was a disaster. I came back here. In December of 06, we came back to check and see if we wanted to Oh, that in. was right after. About a year and a half after. And it was dreadful when those stores opened. Well, the, so uh, the just, airlines, the airplane, the airport wasn't open still then. No, we, yeah, we drove. Oh, okay. So okay. we, from New Jersey. So I said, that's it. I'm going back to Jersey. So I decided to have one more New Orleans meal before I went back. And we went to Jack Dempsey's. And oh, my God. First, oh, one yeah. of the first things they served was a bowl of gumbo. And I scooped that bun gumbo with that little shrimp in that spoon. I said, oh, hell, I can't leave. I got to come back here. So I came back and I have regretted it. And then I had- Barry, Barry, you got to be positive. Reframe your shiznit. I'm telling you. Oh, I'm fine now. Okay, good, good. My life's good now. Can I tell you a funny story about Jack Dempsey? Let me tell you about Jack Dempsey. I have, it's not here now because I just redid the bookshelves. Hmm. Where the heck is it? Who knows? Um, I have a picture framed Natch in this fabulous Baroque frame. And it's uh, the Jack Dempsey's Zagat sticker on their door with a sign um. saying, please do not leave gum on your plate. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember the first time I was in New York City and I pulled a cigarette out for the bartender the light. And he says, oh, no, you can't smoke in here. I said, you can't smoke in a bar. <laughs> you can't smoke in a bar. So when we moved back here, about six months later, Fred got sick. My partner got sick with lung cancer. He was a heavy smoker. He died in December, December 23rd, 2007. My dad, had, and then my dad died. Losses, ten, honey, I'm sorry. Then my, my dad, 10 months later, and he died sure. of emphysema. Fred died of lung cancer. So I figured this was a message. So I quit smoking in December 2008, and I haven't gone look back. Good for you. Do you still smoke? Nope. I didn't think so. You look too <laughs> healthy. No. Anyway. Well, and 
that's why I lost the weight too. Cause like I went and had a bad checkup and then my A1C numbers were getting high and I'm like, yeah. no, not doing yeah, that's this. What's that's what's happening to me, with me now. I gotta, I gotta get the A1C and the triglyceride and the cholesterol. Triglycerides. And <laughs> I'm eating more oatmeal now. <laughs> so God bless America, so much oatmeal. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, so I remember in 2002, I was reading the newspaper and I see your picture. Say what? And then it says about, and then I saw the caption that they were making a, a sequel to Blood Feast. And they had you as oh. Melissa Morgan. What is a Mor that with the Morgans? That's your, your that was my first husband. Yes, your husband that was my first time. husband's last name. Yep. And that's you're still you you're still credited in that movie under that name. I need to fix my IMDB because it's not I right. was trying to find you. I was going like, God, I wish I was still hanging with her. I would love to have had a part in that movie. Well, now I see the clips from it and I go, well, but I did a movie in, in <laughs> New York City uh, in, in, in the, uh, the Bronx, this mafia cool. movie. And they sent me, it was only like a 20 minute short. They sent me to move the, the, the DVD and it was the worst film I've ever seen. The only good part about it is I got to wear all this really cool special effects makeup because I was getting beat up. and. Um, I didn't even, you know, some, I'm supposed to be the father of some girl that's dating one of the mobsters. I never even met the actress that played my daughter. And uh, we did the whole thing in a bar in one day. And then he gave, our payment was pizza. So, really seriously. As it, so, uh, as it happens. So uh, I said, oh God, I hope this never shows up anywhere. So the, the, the credit I have on internet movie database is a movie called Keep It Clean, which was this lady, she was a model from, she was an aging model from from uh, Germany, I believe it was, and she uh, she got tired of people dirty and up. Uh, what's that? Coney Island Beach. So I got to spend a day on Coney Island Beach in the heat, and I was oh, the cigarette smoking lovely. man. This is a funny thing. I'm I'm the chain smoker. I'm smoking and smoke. I swear to God, that had something to do with me quitting. I had to smoke that much, but yeah. I'm still I'm credited as a cigarette smoking man, and I haven't smoked in like what, almost 15 years. 20, you know. Good for you. That, huh? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So anyway, what was working on, you know, the original Blood Feast was one of my favorite movies. And I've been a fan of Herschel Gordon Lewis. What was he like? I had a little email pen pal thing going with him after that, because we talked about you, too. But what was Herschel Aww. Gordon Lewis like? Was he nice? Oh, my goodness gracious. He was a consummate professional. He very forward thinking, not one to dwell on the past. His uh, production partner, David Freeman, was also there, uh, you know, as a producer on the film and, uh, you know, also incredibly lovely. Both of them, like they could not have been more fun with more fun stories, of course. I mean, come on, you're making movies for all, all that time back in the 60s. Come on. Like, actually, especially uh, the crap he's had to take about how bad the movies were. Oh, psh, he didn't care. He didn't care. Oh, he no, he embraced it. He had a sense of humor about it. Oh, Barry, I went to a film uh, festival in Paris, in France. Herschel, his beautiful wife Margot, uh, I was there. Uh, you know, to to represent the movie and got to speak in front of a panel and all that good stuff. I mean, it was they they worshipped him, and by reflection, me. You know. <laughs> And you were playing like, a uh, you were playing a character about twenty years older than yourself too. Yes, yes, I, I was. I was playing the mother of the bride, 
And I did, um, I went to my friend who did hair and I'm like, I need someone who can understand what I want. I want a low rent Ivana Trump. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's I what I saying. want. And I actually went, and even though I was young, I went and got Botox. So I literally had no motion. Oh, I saw that. I, I see that. <laughs> like I couldn't it, raise it, my it, eyebrows. <laughs> and you see me talking now, even with glasses, like you can see, right? Yeah. Yeah, I remember. Um, and I, I, I saw that. I said, oh, I couldn't wait. You know where I, how I finally got to see this movie? And I got to see the R-rated version, which has a good bit of the gore cut out and a big part of your character's murder cut out. It's almost well, like it's happened. Well, I mean, I had stakes driven into my head. So, oh, you know, well, I, didn't, I didn't see. Yeah, by Spud. <laughs> you got yeah. murdered by Spud. <laughs> well, and now here's the thing. No, not by Spud. It was his partner, his police partner, uh, played by Mark McLaughlin. Yeah, lovely young man. But here's the thing. I kid you not. We went to go get the organs and stuff for the gore. Right. And so there's this guy. He processes, I don't know, cows or deer or something. Cows. It was cows. And so he says, you know, hey, I have, I have organs. You need them. Come get them. Yeah, I won't charge you. And needless to say, like, we're all on unemployment, by the way. I voted for having the Louisiana Unemployment Commission, like, sponsor the movie. And no one was down with it. I thought it was hilarious. But uh, so we send somebody to go get it. It was Rick, uh, you know, excellent human being, wonderful. He goes yeah. to get the parts, I guess. Well. They're just like, okay, where are you putting them? And he's like, oh. he did like, you know what I mean? Like he didn't have a cooler. He did like it, the way <laughs> I remember it. Like, and he was just like, ah, you know, so like somehow they rigged something to get all this bloody entrails and organs back. Oh, so well, you heard the liver. The liver was like twice as big as my head. And the little girl, I, I say, say girl, cause she's like child size, this young woman, it was just teensy tiny, and I'm like, that's her liver. Like, no way. <laughs> well, you know, um, you you've heard the um, the 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 story of the tongue in the first blood's feast, huh? Oh yeah. Heard she'll tell you that about how they had to soak the tongue in pine saw and they put it in that poor girl's mouth, and the guy <laughs> had to pull her out, pull it out. And uh, I saw you. Yeah, I, I did. You know how I got to see your death scene. And a podcast that's on YouTube. I saw it today for the first time. Now, let me All tell right. you how I wound up seeing it, your movie. When I, after you remember, I told you I moved to New Jersey. I got yeah. that movie at Blockbuster. It was under, bought it for like five dollars in the used movie section. Worth every penny, darling. And the and the move the Blockbuster was really bizarre too because it was inside a mountain. The Blockbuster store, like a bunker. It was like it was like they cowled out of the part of the mountain, built the Blockbuster store in it. As one does. Okay. <laughs> I like that your architecture. Just, it's just bizarre. And you remember, I, I drove a United Cab. I drove for 25 yep. years. And I used to rent and buy from the Blockbuster near Tulane University. That was where yep. uh, the Circle K and all that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, That that's where I went. Because remember, I lived over on Pine Street. <laughs> and there was a young man working there. And we got we would talk and everything. Sure enough, I'm in, I'm here in Franklin, New Jersey, this little town in, in in northwestern New Jersey. I go into the Blockbuster, and guess who's working there? That guy. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. Are you kidding so me? So while wow. I was in Jersey, I did a little film myself. I was an extra in a lot of stuff. I was an extra in Enchanted 
You know, the Disney oh, film yeah. Enchantment? Yeah. Yes. And I was an extra in that Drew Barrymore, uh, U Grant movie, uh, music and lyrics. And I got a good scene in CSI New York when I'm at in Central Park watching where this runner was murdered in season three. And I also got a good scene in Rescue Me when I'm drinking in the bar with Tatum O'Neill. Look at you. You're rolling. <laughs> uh, well, I was I'm not rolling anymore. I haven't done anything uh, since. 2010, I think. Barry, yeah, I, I don't want to brag, but I am bitchy lady in Ryan Reynolds' movie Waiting. Yes. I'm the, the oh, you, so you, you, you're getting typecast as these bitchy ladies. Isn't that hilarious? <laughs> oh, you know, another thing. It's and worth Philip, it. <laughs> I got to tell Philip this. Guess who was the person who shaved my head for the first time? Who? Melissa. Melissa. Yeah. <laughs> We're doing a show called The Battle of Shallowford. Yes. And I had and Dane Rhodes, the director, who you've probably seen in upteen billion movies. I saw him in a, some horror anthology thing where he was buried to his neck. He was a like a white bigot that they buried. Oh my God, that's so not him. <laughs> How hilarious. I know, I know. It's it's the opposite of what he's like, but he's playing like this redneck bigot, and they, they have him buried while all the minorities roll their cars over them and everything some kind of nonsense like that fair is fair i bet that felt good to watch though i mean not for <laughs> him but for you oh, know well you you know like okay if you see his character he has the same effect on people that your blood feast character does <laughs> this is my daughter's having a wedding what can you do that's that stupid or some kind of idiotic thing yeah you you were you were quite I was a little over. I was extra. What? I mean, I'm extra. That's just how I roll. Yeah. <laughs> so um, anyway, um, what other questions I have to ask you about this? Uh, and you got to work with John Waters, too, in this movie. Oh, I love him. Yes. Yes. He is as freaking hilarious as you would want him to be. Like, well, he's more funny with a breath he takes than anyone has a right to be you know he's just he is so nuanced and so like i i want he should be in front of the camera more you know i get like he makes amazing stuff and yes yes but the man is hilarious i really got into those dvd audio commentaries and his and herschel's were the ones i liked the best because they both had a sense of humor about their work they, yeah. And they both, you know, have the same kind of cultish following that, uh, you know, each one has the same type of cultish following. Now, I, I used to, you know, I, I, whenever I go, I watch Blood Feast to one of those, I'm back at the drive-in again. Yes. And, you know, I'm one of I'm, the, the age I am, I'm one of the lucky people. I got to experience two generations of really cool things that, as we say here in New Orleans, ain't there no more. Drive-in movies, drive-in movies. And blockbuster video. Yeah. I got to experience that too. And that's gone too. Well, you're going to love this. So um, I, my ex and I had bought the family RV from my family, right? We take right. the crew, we drive to Atlanta. I think it was Atlanta. And they're showing Blood Feast at a drive-in. Okay. And so then we roll in. It was a freaking blast we got to watch it at a drive-in with you know all all kinds of people just the happiest clams to be watching this show and talking to us and it was a blast oh wow and so you got to see that blood feast at the drive-in i know uh, we saw the one we made not the first one yeah, 
Yeah, with the stakes going through your head. <laughs> so yeah, okay. Another, I got another funny story too. You remember of Veronica Russell? Oh yes. Yeah, she's not with us anymore. I, I know. I'm sure you've heard that. Yeah, but anyway, when, peace, Veronica. When I first, I I, I did story story theater with her. I mm-hmm. think you you were on that too. I don't think you worked on. I don't think you acted in it. But I think you worked behind the scenes on it. I'm not sure, but I did story theater with her. And you know, there's a scene where she shows her boobs in blood. I'm familiar with it. Yes, I've seen every minute of the footage of all and everything. I, so uh, in 2008, was it? I got cast in Uncle Vanya with Michael Martin, who's also no longer with us. And um, they had a, at the end of the show, the cast party was at the Voodoo Lounge on Rampart, and there was Veronica. I love it. And I said, I said, Veronica, what? I have a question for you. Was that you or was that a scene? And she goes, oh, no, that was all me. I said, you mean this girl in the dressing room would go off to a little private thing because she didn't want anybody to see her in her underwear. Now, here she is like 10 years later popping the boobs out on the screen. <laughs> there weren't a lot of people there, <laughs> just to say, you know. Yeah, I was going to say a lot of people saw it, but that movie didn't get the distribution that it deserves. And it really needs to be rediscovered. I'm surprised Shutter hasn't picked it up. I don't know. I don't know. I, I do get various uh, correspondence on social media about it every once in a while. And, and that's always really fun. Yeah. And, and yeah. I, and, and you were talking about the hairdo. I saw that. I mean, it's like it was as severe as it can be. So oh, anyway, yeah. uh, Philip, you got any questions for Melissa? Yes. Yeah. Well, number one, I tried to research you. I couldn't find your sign because I couldn't find your birth date. Ooh, interesting. So I am, (laughs) would you like to know? Yes. So my birthday is May 20. And as I like to say, I am Taurus on the cusp of Gemini, which naturally translates into stubborn on the cusp of crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I have a niece for because she's just like that. hey you gotta make the next horoscope you gotta make her sign get stakes drawn through the head <laughs> don't, be, don't be viscerally killing me bro come on like we're friends don't do that i know but you gonna see some of the horrible things that happen to me on his horoscopes <laughs> now also, well no also i want to ask you something because i used to you know i dealt in spiritual counseling gemstone magic i'm seeing all this fabulous turquoise number one color going on i don't uh but i wanted to ask you uh melissa what um is there a stone that you are drawn to like a gemstone oh hmm. well emeralds because they're green and that's actually this is my engagement ring well, can you see it? I don't know. So that's actually, emerald. And actually, you know what's funny? Emerald is actually smarter than a diamond on an on an engagement ring. Let me explain why. The okay. emerald is the one of the high, causes one of the highest vibrations in the heart chakra. I love it. Nothing to do with the heart chakra. Emeralds do. Diamonds are boring and plain. And honestly, the only reason they're expensive is because rich old billionaires white dudes are hoarding them in in vaults right marilyn monroe sang about them and 
Zsa Zsa yeah. Gabor wore them. So all those women back then wanted to be the barrel and the Zsa Zsa. So that's how it Exactly. Goes, now, know? the tricky thing with emeralds, I'll say, is that they're very fragile and they have the flaws. And so if you try to like steam clean them or something about the chemicals, blah, 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 blah. I don't know. If it's a natural emerald lab, rock and roll, it's just going to last forever. And so naturally, just to be as difficult as possible, I do prefer the uh, the natural ones. So I just uh, drop it into a little sudsy little room temperature water and clean it with a little paintbrush. And so far, so good. Knock on wood. There you oh, go. Super on that. We, all, we all put this on YouTube. My background doesn't look too bad. You guys have, have really cool backgrounds. He's got this. I curated this. Come on. And you, and you got, uh, I'm just sitting here in my easy chair with uh, Lance likes to put crazy paper on the wall and all, and he likes a place to always look like Halloween. <laughs> well, it's seasonal now. So aces. Well, you would, uh, you, yeah, yeah I, I think Lance would really like you. I would love he, to yeah, meet him. He, he, you, you will, you will someday. Where are you living now? Oh, so now I'm up in Northern Virginia, which is like so navy and gray, it hurts. However, uh, <laughs> and you know what? That might have motivated me to do stuff online, to, to, to have my business online, because there's a lot of military. Obviously, we're very close to D.C. And so, you know, there's a lot of people who are, you know, working temporarily, two, four, three mm -hmm. years, whatever. and um. You'll be shocked, shocked, I tell you, <laughs> to know that oh, I don't really jive with that. Like, it's just not a, you know, like yeah. clicking situation. So, um, you know, I've obviously stayed, you know, like yourself, stayed in touch with the New Orleans people or the Nolalians, as I say. And um, you just, you, I want to let everyone know who's listening, your tribe is out there. You just got to find them right and if right. you hey if you want to tribe up with me come on i am on social media at zfg living that's my insta that's facebook um you know i'm on insta more but i am also on facebook at the encouragement of the fantastic lady who um makes me do reels and stuff <laughs> well you know for a while we were making candles and soap and i've uh i uh taken up crochet since i know you too and, oh uh, wow that's you got patience hats off to you <laughs> it's yeah it, but you know what it's very very soothing and it, it it's a good way to relieve stress and it's creative and it helps mm -hmm. keep your mind working so that i don't turn into mush one day you know with dementia or alzheimer's or some kind of nonsense like that right because dementia is what got my mom oh honey i'm sorry my mom was at least 20 years younger than herself. Oh, God, the stories I have about her. Philip loves to hear about her. I'm feel sad because I didn't get to meet her in real life. Well, you kind of know her anyway. And you know what? I tell people in the lift car all about her. And they go like, oh, my mom was a badass. My mom was Beverly Goldberg meets a pit bull. You know? <laughs> My mom, my mom um all right i will tell this story we oh uh, he cannot stop himself yes yeah. I'm, uh, I'm a raconteur you know that's why i became a tour guide for a while yeah, anyway uh, <laughs> uh when uh i was a kid 
I was, she sent me to Catholic school and at back then, this was the first grade, it, corporal punishment they could do with the parents' permission. It wasn't like now you can't do it at all. But anyway, they had this one little boy and this teacher had his parents' permission to spank him, but she didn't stop at spanking him. She would tie him to the desk with a- What the fuck? And then one time she pulled him out of the line to show him to all these other teachers and twisted his ear so he'd cry. And then when he started crying, she started beating him, telling him to stop crying. What the fuck? So I I went to my mom and told her about this. So she says, if that woman ever lays a hand on you, you come and tell me. I said, okay. So twisted, twisted, sexually frustrated bullshittery. And I would love to have set her on fire. I feel terrible for the young man. Wait till you hear what happens to her. So sure enough, one day she hits me with a yardstick. Went right on and told mom about it. Mom says, okay, we're going to have a little talk with her. So she comes in. She says, Mrs. I don't want to mention her name. For any grandchildren she might have, I don't want to embarrass. Fuck off, you know. I say, Mrs. Mrs. Willis. It was close to Willis, the name. Mrs. Willis, did you hit Barry? She says, yes, he was misbehaving, and I think I should be able to spank him when he misbehaves. She says, well, you can't. She says, no, you're not going to spank my child. She says, well, I will discipline my students as I see fit. So my mom says, okay, so what you're saying is. You, violence is a way to get people to do what you want them to do, right? She says, yeah, it works. So you're so a Nazi. Mom, That's what well, I'm hearing. Wait a minute. Wait, what happens next? Wait for it. My mom grabs her arm and gives her an Indian burn. <laughs> yeah, twist, <laughs> twist the skin in opposite directions. <laughs> That's what we used to call an Indian burn. And she goes, oh, I'm calling the police. She said, yeah. so my mom said, okay, you do that. You go ahead and call the police. And you know what well, I'm going to tell them when I get services. here? I'm <laughs> going to tell them everything you do to that little boy, how you tie him up, how you pull him and twist his ears. I said, you think those other teachers that were laughing with you are going uh, are gonna to risk it going to jail to save you? Huh. Ah, uh, I don't think so. So then she started crying. She was, oh, God, no, please, please don't do that. I will lose my job. My career will be ruined. Oh, she fuck says, okay. She shouldn't have the job. She says, I'll do, she says, I will say nothing under one condition. You ever touch another child and I hear about it, I'm coming here with the police and I may have Barry watching you. And so she she never hit that kid again. So listen, about two months later, a nun uh, spanks me. Well, did she sponsor that kid's therapy? What the hell? So this is the nun spanked me on the playground. So she comes back, it was during lunchtime. So we back in the thing, doing our prayers and during the prayer, the nun comes back into the classroom and spanks me in front of the class. So the teacher says, sister, I have to talk to you outside. So she goes and talks to her. So my mom's outside waiting for me to get off. She's sitting there and the nun comes, Sister Aloysius was her name. And she says, oh, I gave Barry a swat on his seat. And I didn't know that he's that I wasn't allowed to spank him with. Please, please, please. I am so sorry. Will you please forgive me? She goes, okay. You were, you had enough, uh, you were, you were honest enough to come and talk to me. Don't touch my child again. I said, okay. So my friend, Matt, used to ride home with us. And she told me, she says, yeah, that nun told me that she spanked you. She, she was never going to hit you again. He goes, well, she came back in the classroom and spanked him again. It was like a movie. What? <laughs> so she rushes back to the school. She has me and Matt. 
she got she catches sister in in the, the gym was the, was a part of the hallway. She says, "You come here. You went back in that classroom and you you hit him again." Oh, well, she's okay. She says, "Let me tell you something. I hear about that again. I don't care if you are none. I will uh -huh. come back to the school." At this point, police. She says, "I will come back to the school and I'll pull that habit off your head, bitch." <laughs> she tells her none this. So does that sound like a badass to you? Yes. That is a total badass. But you know, honestly, I feel like it would have taken a swing. Like, that's just such BS. That is bullshittery of the highest order. Because these women are supposed to instruct, teach, care for children. And all they're doing is like lying to CYA. Yeah. Just like trash. Whatever. Yes. And this I is no Catholic school. Does that surprise you? Yeah, well, you got to take the times into consideration. They I do. I went to Catholic school as well. And this was not a lot of critical thinkers. No. Let's just leave it at that. No, no, no. Just like the, uh, and they, they raise a bunch of people who, uh, who vote orange <laughs> in elections, you know? <laughs> oh wow this has been such a great evening i i, I just i'd love to have you as a guest you were the best i don't know you one of the best guests we've had so far we had we had some pretty good ones too well so, fantastic you'll have to have me back so tell everybody yes i'll definitely we will have you back give everybody the uh, title of your book and how they can find it absolutely and so my website www.zfgliving.com as in zero fucks given because I know y'all are not going to give yourselves away. You are going to utilize your resources to improve your life. You see Winifred behind world. me. Oh, hey. What a <laughs> That's booty. Winifred. Uh, and your, uh, all your social media. Uh, social media, ZFG Living. ZFG Living. Yep, ZFG I'm on Living, Insta. That's my Melissa babe. Melissa Trumbull on Facebook. And you have a Yeah, you have Mel Trumbull too. on Facebook. And oh, Barry, you're going to love this. I managed to open up a whole separate. I'll, well, I'll tell you about this outside. It's just redonk. But uh, yes, and also look up my page, ZFG Living. And, um, you know, engage, brah. Engage with me. I'm learning a lot from your book. I got to tell you right now. You really, you re really, I got you on on Kindle. I was hoping you were on Audible because I listened to a lot of Audible books. I'm fixing to. I'm waiting for them to reopen the studio that I'm going to use. And then I'm going to be reading it myself. Oh, so. that's perfect because your, your voice is great for it, you know. And yeah, and yeah. you got to read your own story yourself. Tell the celebrities. I mean, hello. Too. Yeah. And Philip, you got any parting words before we go? Any part? You, you are amazing. You're fabulous. I'm and I have to admit, keep with the turquoise. That is a color <laughs> and it's fabulous. Why, thank you, darling. I appreciate that very much. I love turquoise. Of course, I had to make it my company color. Oh, where's my book? I'll show you. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we're getting flirty. I may just put this. I may just put. We might just put this on YouTube, Philip, because we got a YouTube channel. We just haven't put anything on it yet. You and I are twins. I mean, I, I think I just put something up on YouTube the other day and I was just like, well, you know, I've got this thing. I don't even well, know. You got a lot of uh, interviews with all different people on YouTube. Sweetness. But anyway, business colors, boom, teal, yellow. Yes. I like yellow too. I like purple too for some reason. Yeah. 
So anyway, you can follow us on Twitter at at A Shudders, capital A, capital S, H U D D R S. Our uh, our Instagram is at Open Shudders Podcast. Our uh, Facebook is the official page for Open Shudders, a creepy podcast. And our email is openshutters at yahoo.com. So, Melissa, I want to thank you so much for being here. It was just wonderful seeing you again, even if it is just on a screen. It was wonderful talking to you. I'm just, that's what I like about this age. We can actually talk to people we haven't seen for a long time when they live across the country. So, exactly. until it. next time, enjoy the view from the open shutters. But don't fall out the window. You have anybody you want to fall out the window? Because we always make one exception. <laughs> Is anybody you know that you, you want to fall out the window? Well, I wouldn't want to say it out loud. Okay, we'll just think it. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you, Melissa, for being here. And my pleasure. Thank you for having me. We loved every minute. What is this? Okay, come on. <laughs> I'm trying to get us out of here. And Dropbox keeps on popping up. Ah, here we go. All right. Well, finally, goodbye, everybody. Melissa, you got to come back sometimes. I'm going to leave this in because it just gives a live quality to it. Thank you. You have a great evening. Everybody have a great week. Thank you. Thanks, y'all. You have a wonderful evening.